with the Chicago Bears rushing attack improving over the course of the last four weeks. We're going to talk about why the rushing attack can get even better this week against the Chargers. We're also going to talk about some of the players on the Chargers we should watch out the most for and grading the rookies' performances up until this point in the season. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Chicago Bears running offense has gotten considerably better over the last four weeks, having games of over 150 yards, I think now in three straight games, if not more than that. And Deontay Foreman really having a big game last week and I think this running attack could be one of the keys to the game against the uh, Chargers as well. Now, when you look at the Chargers, they are allowing the ninth fewest uh, yards rushing in the league, but that's not really indicative of how their rushing defense has, right? Uh, they have allowed really big games on the ground over the co- course of the last week. And really, the reason why they don't really allow that many rushing yards is because they've allowed people to completely eat them up in the air, right? So with the Chicago Bears, depending on what they do with that passing game, probably using short passes again. Like I said, this is an opportunity this week for Tyson Bajan, you know, DJ Moore and them, uh, the, the offensive coordinators to get uh, the, the ball down the field a little bit more. But the rushing attack is going to be a really big part of the Chicago Bears defense once again. And with Roshan Johnson now returning to play with Deontay Foreman, who I'm sure Deontay Foreman's probably still going to be the running back one. We'll see if, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Luke Getzey does anything crazy there. but. Uh, with that said, like this is a rushing attack that once again could have a big night uh, when it comes down to it against the uh, the Chargers, and so that's really something that I'm looking for uh, in this Chargers game is that the how the Bears utilize the rushing attack, how creative they get in their rushing attack as well, right? Is it something that they really go to early, and do they find the success much like they did in last game? Kokomet saying right, they didn't even get to the second part basically of their game plan because they were having such such success on the ground that they didn't even need to go to the part of where he thought he was going to be really uh, utilized and really eat um, as far as getting a lot of targets and balls thrown his way. So when it comes down to it, it just, it, it, it is what it is, right? The Chicago Bears and the, and the rushing attack has just been improving and it's just been damn right good, right? And so as we now have, I believe, the fifth best rushing attack in the NFL right now, we want to continue that. We want to continue going. Um, and so, you know, it is what it is. The Chargers do have the worst pass defense in the league. So, you know, that's something to look out for as well, especially as we're trying to get Tyler Scott, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore involved. And, you know, we already talked about in, in yesterday's episode just, you know, how, how seldom we went down the field um, as far as that passing game. Expect that to change, especially with, you know, the, the Chargers not really having the amazing as far as pass defense. Now, they do got some players that are definitely going to bring uh, some, some, some uh, pressure to Tyson Bajan for sure, and Khalil Mack Bosa. For sure, you don't want to overlook that, even using our Derwin James Jr. Uh, to kind of get to the quarterback. But it is going to be an opportunity for the Bears to really open up that passing game a lot more than what they did last week. So, you know, be on the lookout for the combination, right? The balance between the run game and the passing game, but especially with Roshan Johnson coming back, adding him to Deontay Foreman and Darren Evans and just how creative it looks like we got at times in that, right? Um, so, yeah, that's a big time, especially while we're waiting on, like, Khalil uh, to come back, Khalil Herbert to come back and things like that. We'll see. But I do think that Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, they're going to be in for a big night, and they can find success in the, on, the, on the ground against the Chargers and really help set up that passing attack that I do think is going to come at some point 
in that Chargers game as well as trying to go downfield a little bit more. But let me know what you guys think. Uh, as far as the rushing attack, do you think Deontay Foreman is going to have another big night? Do you think Roshan Johnson may even, you know, maybe get more uh, touches than Deontay Foreman, which is kind of how Roshan went? You know, coming back from concussion protocol, in fact, Deontay's playing pretty good. I really do hope that the Chicago Bears, you know, ride the hot hand and let him continue to show um, and dazzle. And, you know, we'll see what he has in there. And with Khalil coming back in a couple of weeks as well, this rushing attack for the Chicago Bears is going to be a big part of our offense, like I've said before, going forward. But, you know, with that said, talking about the Chargers a little bit, who are some of the players that the team definitely needs to zero in on um, as far as with the Chargers, the biggest weapons, the players that can hurt us the most, right? Uh, this is another game you cannot allow Justin Herbert to go off on you, right? You, the, the Bears secondary has been improving week after week. We've talked about it. I've talked about it here, the improvement that the cornerbacks have been making and things like that. You want to see that continue. You do not want to allow Justin Herbert to go off on you and to really get a big game against you. So it is what it is when it comes there. Uh, we're allowing an average of 185 yards passing over our last two games. You do not want to allow Justin Herbert to come in and completely blow that all up. So, you know, while we have our issues getting to the quarterback, that secondary is going to have to play solid. We'll see how Matt Eberflus coaches the system. Do we see a little bit more man coverage like we saw in last week's game that I do think is really uh, beneficial towards the skill set of the players that we have on this roster. So that's definitely something to look out for as well. And with that, Justin Herbert has to have somebody to throw it to. Keenan Allen, you need to keep Keenan Allen under check, right? And so Tyreek Stevenson doing a pretty solid game uh, against Devontae Adams. Uh, it had some trouble early on, allowed, I think, for four straight passes to begin that game. But as we're seeing, you know, things come along. Tyreek Stevenson, I think, can play really well. I don't think they're going to try to go to Jalen Johnson too much. They're going to try to exploit the rookie as much as they can. But him, Kyler Gordon, whatever they end up throwing, at Allen is going to be important as well. You have to keep Allen from having an ex a huge night against you, right? So uh, right now, Allen has 46 receptions for 574 yards and four touchdowns on the season so far. So, you know, with whatever happens to, to Herbert, as far as that, they go hand in hand, right? The symmetry between the two. Our secondary has to keep our eyes open, has to keep our head up, and I can't wait to see how they scheme it, right, to try to keep the ball out of out, out of his hand. So we'll end up seeing, right? So, both, uh, you know, the coach of the, the, the Chargers is on the hot seat, as well as probably Matt Eberflus. So I'm sure both are kind of looking to do some things in this game as well. Uh, but then on the defensive side, we talked about it a little bit. Khalil Mack, you cannot allow Khalil Mack to, to completely blow you up. Now, he may be motivated to do so, um, and it comes what it is, and it, it, it may be what is going to be there, but – you know, you have to try, and this is going to come down to Darnell Wright, it's going to come down to Braxton, it's going to come down to the offensive line in general. You have to keep Khalil Mack off of uh, Tyson, uh, Tyson Chandler, Tyson Bajan as much as you possibly can. So, you know, these are things that we definitely want to see, um, you know, improve. And, and players you do not want to allow to get off in big games against you because if they do, it could be a long night for the Chicago Bears. But I, I'm feeling pretty confident about the Bears coming into this one. Like I said, not necessarily saying that they're just going to blow it out the water or anything like that, but this is a winnable game for the Chicago Bears. They just have to scheme well. They have to execute well. We have to stay disciplined, right? We can't allow for the stupid penalties, the big plays, and we can't get down on ourselves if they do go up in scoring. And that's going to be another thing as well. If for some reason the Chargers do get out to an early lead, how does that change Luke Getze's play calling? That's been something I've been watching all season. Luke Getze tends to win the Bears are operating with the deficit the play calling gets really stagnant let's see if that continues with the Chicago Bears and you know hope, hopefully we'll continue that trend if the Bears win this game they'll be three and five and not outside of the wild card race now while I still have my doubts and I've said this before about the Bears possibility of them really turning the season around 
a win here to move to three and five on the season, it really does open up new possibilities for the Chicago Bears. Now, that definitely changes for the people who want to see the Bears tank and have the first and second pick and really be able to do a lot. It changes some of that, right? And so if the Bears do start winning more games here on the back half of the season, their own pick is going to drop down some, which means that even if that Carolina Panthers pick does turn out into the number one overall pick, we could see the Bears, depending on how they view Marvin Harrison, who's definitely going number two. I don't see Marvin Harrison probably going lower at the at the at the worst, probably number three or four, right? So if he's really that's really the target for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears, and they look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and don't and aren't worried about taking a quarterback, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Bears do if their own pick does start increasing. But that's a conversation and a story that we can talk to talk about on another day. But I want to also take this time out. Uh, before we hit about the halfway mark of the season, is to kind of evaluate the Chicago Bears rookie so far. We know we had a rookie class that us, me, C. Dub, Bobby, we were all very excited about. And the first one was a first-round pick. That's Darnell Wright. And I think that Darnell Wright has increased week after week and is showing himself to be a stud. Darnell Wright is going to be a stud on that offensive line for years and years and years to come. And so when you look at like how he performed, for example, um, against the the Vikings, performed extremely well in that in in that game. So. Uh, Max Crosby did get a sack uh, near halftime, but listen, uh, Darnell Wright guarded him extremely well. You know, he and he played some really good things. And I think really um, is that listen, the, everybody's going to kind of compare Darnell Wright and Jalen Carter, and I get that. But I think that you know, it, even if you like Jalen Carter and what he's done a little bit more, and wish we had that on the team, I don't think he'd have that production on this defensive line. But that doesn't stop me from giving Darnell Wright an A. Darnell Wright has been an absolute stud. And yes, he's gone through the normal rookie mistakes that you can expect. But just looking at how his career is probably going to progress, I think the world of Darnell Wright, and I think he was the right pick there. Now, our second round pick, Tyreek Stevenson. And so Tyreek Stevenson has been a little bit up and down for him, as it's going to be with every rookie corner, right? It is right now, but Tyreek Stevenson ranks fifth in the NFL in targets against. That means that teams are absolutely picking on the rookie corner, but he ranks 14th in yards allowed. So listen. There are definitely cornerbacks who are giving up, uh, you know, more than he is with less targets. And so, you know, the fact that he leads the NFL, right? I'm sorry, is fifth in the NFL, in all the NFL in targets says a lot about what he's doing and how well he's performing. Yes, there's been challenges for him. Yes, there's been things up and down for him. And he's, you know, he's he's had his issues. He's had his mistakes. Definitely, like I said before in last week's game, giving up four quick catches, right? And then. You know, he, he played pretty well uh, uh, after that point. So, you know, Jacoby Myers, I think his touchdown was against him as well. But listen, at the end of the day, Tyreek Stevenson is going through the normals, ups and downs, ebbs and flows, as you expect, from a rookie corner that's going to get picked on in this year and that also doesn't have a solid pass rush to kind of help that coverage game. And we also have, you know, a defensive-minded head coach that hasn't really schemed the best over the course of the season. Tyreek Stevenson gets a solid B-plus for me. Um, only thing keeping it from being an A is that, like, you know, some of the some of the things, the penalties, things like that. But otherwise, Tyreek Stevenson's played amazingly to me. Our other second-round pick, Javon Dex. Now, this is a little bit harder to gauge because his, his snaps has gone up. We talked about it. He played 48% of the snaps a couple of weeks ago. That dropped down to 23 um, the week after that. And then last week, I think he was back up to about 43 45% of the snaps. And he's playing pretty good, right? I think that he's going through, again, some of the rookies up and downs that you go. He had one of the best PFF grades of all defensive linemen last year. I mean, uh, last week. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's increasing that way, allowing for six pressures as well. I'm um, sorry, he's gotten six pressures to the quarterback as well. So, you know, he's doing some things that you want to see. 
uh, and increasing in areas that you definitely want to see. He had six pressures against the Commanders. He also had two pressures against the against the Raiders. So his his, his play is tr- definitely going up in the right direction. So at the end of the day, I think that right now he's he's playing pretty well. And so I got to give it a B minus because he hasn't really you know some things that aren't on him, but. I think that that's been an overall solid grade as well. And you look at Zach Pickens as well. He's really hard to judge as well. He's played right now 57.9% of his snaps have been passing downs. Um, Javon Dexter's at 66% of it being passing down. So, you know, it's things like that. But he's played solid game. He's graded pretty well. Not not too uh, amazingly. But I think that Zach Pickens is kind of hard to judge. Giving him a C, I think it's an average so far from him. Uh, Roshan Johnson, he's been injured. Our fourth-round pick. I really can't give it a lot. I think in the time that he's had, in the role that he's and what he's been asked to do and kind of the big plays that he has made, I, I give it a solid C. He hasn't been on the, on, the, on the field, so that's the only reason it's kind of maybe lower. But when he's out there, he's shown every bit of the potential to eventually be the running back one for the Chicago Bears team. Pass blocking, solid. Run game, solid. His decision-making, solid. Passing out the back, I mean, catching out the backfield, solid. Roshan Johnson is going to be a player for the Chicago Bears team for a long time to come. Next up, you got Tyler uh, Scott, who's been increasing playing more and more snaps over the course of the last three weeks, basically since Claypool went away. And I really do think it, he, he's, he's trending in the right direction, right? I don't have a, a strict grade for him, but I'm going to talk about his play. I think that he's trending a, a, a solid, even carrying the ball. Two carries for 14 yards, right? He's starting to show some of that um, positionless football that maybe he can be used on in his future, and that's something a bright spot for him. Uh, that I really do like a lot. And so uh, Tyler Scott is a player that I love, and I think that we're going to see him. It may not be by the end of this year, but I do think going forward he's going to be a big part of the Chicago Bears, especially if they do end up drafting somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. It's going to allow him to feast in the slot a lot and use his quickness and speed. Um, And so far this season, it's been a very solid season for him. And then some of the players that's harder to judge. Uh, Terrell Smith, been injured, can't really give him anything. Noah Sewell, he played 13 defensive snaps. Uh, He hasn't played since the Kansas City game. so. Again, hard to judge that, but it is what it is when it comes down to that. I think that these are still players that definitely have potential. They've done with injuries and been out and things like that. These are still players that I'm very excited about. Overall, really looking at things right now, when it comes down to it for this draft class, I'm still very positive on this draft class, even with a kind of disappointing start to the season so far for the Chicago Bears. And I do think changes to the defensive scheme, a new defensive coordinator coming in, I really do think uh, you know, over the course of the next season or so, we're going to see a lot more from these guys as well. But let me know what you guys think on the Chicago Bears rookies up until this point. But otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag that goes down Fridays and Saturdays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on Chi Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.